Good morning. This is John Murtha coming to you from WNZN 89.1 FM radio here in Lorain, Ohio on this beautiful autumn morning. We're very happy that you tuned in this morning. My name is John Murtha and we are in the station here with our station engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. And my good friend and assistant, David Abood. David, Good morning, John. Good to be here. Very good to be here. It's a beautiful day. Sure it's is. hard to believe it's December 1st. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> last month of the year, yes. 2018. And what an incredible year in so many ways. Oh, yeah. You know, so many changes. So many, yes. You know, somebody said change is here to stay. Change is inevitable. You know that? Except in vending machines. <laughs> That's what I heard. I don't know. But anyhow, we're happy you tuned in this morning. And, uh, you know... Uh, this topic is we've been on David is, and yeah. Wanda is kind of interesting uh, numbers in Scripture. Yes, and there's you know somebody has called God the great mathematician. If you if you look at the design in nature, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know even scientists the the language of science is is mathematics. Yes. I mean it's the same here in Cleveland, Ohio, as it is in Hong Kong, as it is in London. Two plus two is always going to equal four. Mm -hmm. Well, you would think you'd find not only uh, numbers in and patterns in nature, but also in scripture. Yes. And we yeah. were looking at that. I wanted to start by reading this verse in uh, Isaiah chapter 40. In verse 12, it says this. Uh, who has measured, notice the word measure, yeah. who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, measured heaven and with a span, and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure, weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance? Who has uh, directed the spirit of the Lord and who is his counselor that taught him but it's talking about here of measurements who's measured the water uh, who's measured the heaven in a calculator or a span who's calculated the dust of the earth in a weigher or a measure a scale so all of these things kind of identifying God as measuring weighing counting you know the very heads of, the hairs on our head are counted it says of yeah. the Lord yeah. right so we went through number one, which of course means unity or singularity, and of course God is one, the famous uh, the truth in the scripture that we, there's only one God. And then we went into two, which is often the number of witnesses. You know, God sends them out mm -hmm. two by two, and two establishes truth. It takes two points to make a straight line at a bare minimum. And then we went, the last time we were together, we did the number three, right. which is often ascribed to God. Mm -hmm. We think first and foremost of the Trinity. And now let's pick it up again uh, out the number four. And the number four, oftentimes in the scripture, and I can't say this is all the time, I'm just saying there's rather a consistent patterning in the scripture that four often has to do with nature or the earth. Right. Um, the four, um, whereas it's three, we're dealing with God, and then God plus one would be four. That's God now dealing with the earth. And we see from the very beginning uh, you have what's called the the four winds or the four corners of the earth mm -hmm. or the four directions, north, east, south, and west. Right. Actually, where we get the acronym for news, mm. north, east, west, and south. Yeah. And so you see this idea of four kind of imprinted on nature or the earth. Right. Yeah. And so, John, you know, as you said, the number four in my notes I had derives key meaning from creation on the fourth day of what is called Creation Week, God completed the material universe. On this day, he brought into existence our sun, the moon, and all the stars according to it. In Genesis 1, 14 through 19, it reads, And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. 
and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. Mm -hmm. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And that's on the fourth yeah, day. Right. Okay, very... And again, when he makes the earth, uh, all through history, philosophers have noticed that the earth is composed of earth, fire, water, and air. Yeah. Of like basic components. Yeah, right. And so even when you talk about the sun, the moon, the stars, which yeah. were given to us as timepieces yes. for times and seasons, if you look at the moon, uh, the phases of the moon, the first quarter, the new moon, right. the last yeah. quarter, and the full moon, uh, and the four seasons. You know, right. we're in autumn now. We yeah. had it for winter, but you have... You know, uh, uh -huh. winter, spring, yes. summer, yeah. fall, very consistent, four, broken yeah. up into those quadrants. Mm -hmm. And so you'll again see this, but a major place where you see this application to the earth or the natural world is the four Gospels. Mm -hmm. Yes. Man. Why do yeah. we have four Gospels? Well, they tell of the earthly life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if you notice the four Gospels, I always call it like quadraphonic. It's four speak. It's like having a really good stereo system. We could probably get by with one Gospel if we right. had to. Right. You know, when Bible translators go to different parts of the world, they start oftentimes, when people don't have any Bible, they'll start with the Gospel of Mark because mm -hmm. it's simple, it's action-oriented, yeah. uh, and then maybe move into John, which really presents the deity of Christ. But what I'm getting at is we could probably, if need be, survive with one book. Oftentimes, I tell new believers to read the Gospel of John because it presents Jesus in his full deity. Yeah. But if you notice, Matthew was written to a Jewish audience predominantly. Mm -hmm. And that's why it starts the genealogy with Abraham. Okay? And it goes all through with this idea of uh, Jesus being uh, this one that's coming who's king of the Jews. You'll see that repeated yeah. again and uh -huh. again and again. Whereas Luke is presenting Jesus to a Greek audience as the perfect man. Of course, the Greeks were interested in this perfectly well-rounded man, intellectually, physically, morally, all this. Well, he's presenting. So he takes the lineage all the way back to Adam, mm. you see? And yeah. then he presents Jesus, particularly his relationship in terms of compassion to women, to children, to the marginalized people in society. And he kind of presents. But Mark presents Jesus as, as the servant, from God, he's the servant, and a servant has no lineage. They yes. weren't they weren't concerned <laughs> with all the genealogy, so he doesn't open it yeah. up with Jesus' lineage, and he's just here and he starts serving. And that's mm -hmm. why one of the key verses in Mark is where it says uh, Jesus came uh, to serve. He mm -hmm. didn't came to be served, but to serve. Mm -hmm. And of course, he presents Jesus like that. And then John is like out of space and time, and he's presenting Jesus. As the in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He's mm -hmm. presenting that's his genealogy, eternity, if mm -hmm. you will, no beginning, no end. And he's presenting Jesus as the Savior of the world for all men. So his audience isn't just Jewish like Matthew, Greek like uh, 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 Luke, or the Romans like Mark, which the Romans were very action oriented, very little discourse in Mark. But John presents Jesus to the whole world for all time. And so you see those four. And that's why you often see these four animals listed in yes. Revelation yes. and in uh, uh -huh. Genesis. You have the eagle. Right. You, go on. You can read them, David. Okay. The eagle. Yeah. I have, I have to look here. The uh, go ahead, because I, okay. I have to pull it up. You have the eagle, the ox, 
the lion. Yeah, the okay. Here and we the go. man. Am yeah, I there right? were four heads of the uh, of the animal creations. One of the lion, the wild beast. One of the ox, the tame beast. Another one of the eagle, the birds, and the fourth one is of man, the head of all. Okay, now think of this. Right. Often when you go into churches, old cathedrals, you see these four hmm. animals kind of predicted. Well, many think that they are emblematic or metaphor of the Gospels. Why? The lion was king, okay? And that, that speaks of the, the Gospel of Matthew, that Jesus comes as king of the Jews. Mark presents Jesus as the servant who gives his life. Yeah. Well, that's the oxen oh. that gives, you see, the beast yeah. of burden, okay? And then you have the eagle, the man. And, of course, Luke presents Jesus as the son of man, the perfect man, you know, God-man. Yeah. And then John, the eagle is the, the beast that flies highest over the earth. They have incredible flight, and they can see, yes. and they're not even earthbound mm -hmm. in a sense. And that's John's, uh, Jesus is high above the mountain, high above the earth. Ah. So you'll see those four, yeah. both in Genesis and in Ezekiel, and then again in Revelation. Wow. But it's that idea of four. Okay. Very interesting oh, once we develop into it. So our, if anybody wants to call in this morning, our number here is 440-399-3044. Once again, that's 440-399-3044. If you're having difficulty hearing us on the radio, you can go and live stream us on your computer at www.wnzn.org www.wnzn.org. Um, I know, David, you had something. Well, yeah, you know, I, I wanted to extend what I said earlier because, you know, this is so important. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there, so uh, after we talked about Genesis 1, 14 through 19, the real key is the purpose that God had was not only to give off light, but also to divide the night uh, from day on earth, thus becoming a basic demarcation of time, like you said, John. Mm -hmm. They were also made to be a type of signal that would mark off days, years, and seasons. Mm. So then we can get into all the four, but, you know, um, without it, it's, it's uh, you know, that's how God created time and seasons and everything else. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a very important point. Uh, the, somebody says God created time so that everything doesn't happen all at once. <laughs> but he's, he's created time and he's segmented time mm -hmm. for us by using the sun, the moon, the stars, the constellations. Yeah. Without that, we don't have a timepiece. And the no. timepiece is so important. We're going to pick this up when we get mm -hmm. to number seven in the festivals of Israel, but more important in the prophetic. See, God's told Abraham way back in Genesis 15, your people will go into bondage. For 400 years huh, yeah. uh, when they went into right. Egypt, then they'll be released. He told the prophets that because of Israel's idolatry and immorality, mm -hmm. they're going to go into captivity in Babylon for 70 years. Do you understand? A yeah. specific time. Sure. Well, how do we, where do we get that timepiece from? From the sun, the moon, the stars. Yeah. And just like Jesus would be in the grave three days, not some, you know. So we need great specificity, and that's why you'll divide time. You can actually see this in the scripture. Time is divided into what? Seconds, minutes, mm -hmm. hours, right. and weeks. Right. You know, you're, yeah, you're moving days, forward. Weeks, right, yeah, yeah. Months, right. And, and the scripture will even uh, allude, even the day in the scriptural sense is morning, noon, evening, and night. Mm -hmm. Morning, evening, noon. And the way, even energy, even the way we interact with this universe we live in, you have time. Energy, space, and matter. Yeah, all of those are ingredients. They're interplaying. I mean, just in this radio station this morning, there's mm -hmm. time, uh, there's energy, there's space, and there's matter. Yes. 
There's no more. There's no. Le, le, now, when we get to heaven, <laughs> there might be multidimensional because we're no longer restricted by gravity and our human bodies mm. and necessity. Mm -hmm. okay. I think that's one of the reasons we need a new body. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a resurrection body. You are right. You have, right. That's powerful. I, I, yes, because gravity, all, all the things that we know of in, in this temporal world goes away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody has well said that uh, everything that we have stays, but everything we are goes. Yeah. Hmm. So everything I own, yeah. my car, my house, it stays, it's going to stay here, stay. you know. Right. But everything I am Go. in Christ goes. Mm. That's yes. why we have to invest in ourselves, mm -hmm. in the sense of mm -hmm. spiritual well-being. Mm -hmm. I, I, I had an interesting discussion with an atheist once, and he says, well, I don't believe in anything I don't see. Well, I says, you know what? If you really sit down and think about it, there's so many things you depend on that you don't see. Absolutely. And he says, I said, what? He says, I said, the very fact you're sitting in that chair yeah. tells me there's gravity. Yeah. Do you see gravity? It's a good point. No. I said, do you see time? Yeah. You don't see time. Yeah. You know, do you see the air you breathe? Unless you live in Los Angeles? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Los Angeles. In case we have listeners in Los But I'm saying, Careful there's so many. Do we see thought? Yeah. No. How, how Do we see the words we're speaking? No, we are really in a more invisible universe than we realize. Absolutely. Yeah, we really are. Oh, yeah. So why is it hard yeah. to understand that there's a supernatural realm inhabited by angels and demonic spirits as yes. well as a, a God whom yes. we don't see, that in him we live and move right. and have our very being? Yeah, you know, and, and it even comes down to the Earth's spin, right? Yeah. So, you know, you think about that. The Earth spins on its axis once per solar day providing variation of night and day and providing colorful displays in the clouds at sunrise and sunset. The rotation of the earth helps to regulate the temperature around the globe so no one part becomes too hot or too cold. If we were tied, if we were locked to the sun as the moon is to the earth, one side of the earth would be permanently facing the sun and would be searingly hot with the other in permanent frozen darkness. So yeah. you know, we can't see that happening. You can't do, see. Do you it. I feel mean, the axis. And how, fa how, fa how fast is the Earth spinning? A thousand miles per hour. That's why you, we have a twenty-four hour. Yeah. Like when I go to Thailand, see on the other side of the world, it's exactly twelve right. hours different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's moving. If you're in a vehicle that's mm -hmm. moving thousand miles an hour, you think you'd feel a little of it, you know? But yeah. we don't because we don't. It, right. it is so miraculous that we're even here. Yeah. <clears throat> if the sun's a little bit closer. We, we, I mean, if it goes over 100 degrees in Cleveland, we're hot. I mean, yeah. we really, but if, can you imagine going up to 150? Oh, yeah. 160? Sure. Well, what if it dropped, it was a little bit further away, just a little bit further away, and our winters would go down to 50 below on a regular mm. basis? Oh, no, you yeah. know, that's just a little yeah. variation. Yeah. yeah. We are, it's what they call the Goldilocks. Mm -hmm. of, you know, everything is just right. Everything is finely tuned. And, of course, God uses the things we're studying today about the, the earth. You know, and, John, when we were prepping for this, again, I never really looked at the numbers until about a month ago. And, and the number of key numbers that are, you know, mentioned in the Bible three, four hundred times. Right. And so it really begs the question, what is the purpose of this? You know, you told me, Dave, don't look for hidden secrets or mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, what is the purpose of this? And, you know, I'm back to the fact that God wanted us to see patterns in the universe so that, so that we could find the things that are unseen, uh -huh. which totally equates to him as the, in the Godhead, yes. and the fact that he is above it all, mm. and that he created everything. And that's the bridge I've been building with these numbers. Am I off on that, or what's your belief? No, it, let me quote from uh, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2. It said, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. 
So notice this. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. Mm -hmm. God has concealed things that he wants us to discover. Yeah. That's why the Bible says search the scriptures. Yeah. All <clears throat> science is based on searching. Yes. Yeah. Wanda, you're in the medical field. David, yes. you're in the medical field. Uh -huh. What are medical <clears throat> people for centuries trying to do? They're kind of search yes. how to yep. better treat a disease. Right. Search how to set a bone, how to mm -hmm. use extra. And we build on the cumulative knowledge of those yeah. that came before us. Yeah. But we're searching for answers that are laying Maybe pretty close, yes. but it requires a diligent search. And they're treasures that's, that's that we science. Yeah. Why not so too sure. in the scripture? Yeah. So when we look for these things, we're not looking for like secret codes or occult right. things. Right. We're looking what the old timers used to call treasures hidden in plain sight. Because yeah. Yeah. a lot of the stuff we look at, people go, I didn't know that before. Yeah. Well, it was right there, mm -hmm. but it was just you don't see it until you see yeah. it. Yes. I just want to, you know, I just want to make sure we're clear to the listening audience about that because I did see some bunny trails when I was doing the research. You know, th there was a lot of weird stuff yeah, out right. there about connecting the numbers. So how do you, how do we uh, make sure everybody follows the, the straight path on that? What do you recommend? Well, that's a good point, David. Yeah. Number one, let me give you a couple of quick ones. Misuse of numbers, numerology. There's occultic stuff where they use numbers and they have all kinds of secret meanings and numbers and codes and all this. And you'll find this in ancient religions, mystery religions. Um, the Kabbalah is a, it was a, it was it was it was the Kabbalah, which actually interesting movie stars and celebrities get into, and that's the misuse of numbers with codes and yeah. secret numbering systems and all this. What we're doing is comparing scripture to scripture. Yes, you see that's what yeah. we do. Mm -hmm. We're not looking for how do I say it secret codes or things that aren't there clearly displayed yes. in the scriptures uh -huh. mm -hmm. and we're not even gametria is where they count hebrew letters and they assign numbers to it and then they try to find yeah, I saw so that I, I avoid right. that uh -huh. i'm not saying all of that's off or that but some of it goes into the occult okay. and in the occult world there's this thing called numerology that mm -hmm. you know your, your your lucky number is yes. three four one and the people go to the yeah. lottery and this this yeah, big is oh, that. yeah. right that's not what we do uh -huh. the reason I study this especially when I'm teaching in Asia where people did not grow up with the Bible it, it gives them easier ways to understand the scripture and to remember scripture mm -hmm. so if you remember two is the number of witness and you see that you know we have the Old Testament the New Testament you know that. We, we look at this world through two eyes. It says in, in Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament showeth his handiwork. So there's day and night is, is showing the witness to God. We, and then Jesus sends out his evangelists two by yeah. two. So you can establish, you're not doing anything funny with the scriptures. You're just showing patterns that help you remember the scriptures and hopefully to teach to others. Yes. That's and, the, and, a kind and, of short. And thing. I like that because, again, uh, by following this program, for instance, you can then, you know, it's, it is easy to remember and you can see how he's trying to connect everything yeah. up. So when you look at the Ten Commandments, when you look at the fourth of the Ten Commandments, it's to remember and keep God's holy Sabbath day in Exodus 29, mm -hmm. 11, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son, all the way through, mm -hmm. um, but be rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord has blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Mm -hmm. The Sabbath day is tied directly to the creation week. Yeah. Right? And so a four is the completeness of the creation week. And then the fourth commandment right. goes back to what he did in creation week and the fact we're supposed to rest. It's all tied in. 
Yeah. And so, that's what I like about looking at the numbers. That's what I mean. Right. The, and so that gives you an easier way uh -huh. to remember it and to explain it to others. Nothing, yes. We're not doing anything funny with it. Mm -hmm. For example, when we get to the number seven yeah. and we look at the Gospel of John, well, what's it built around? Seven I am statements he makes. Mm -hmm. I'm the bread of life. Yes, I'm the, right. uh, the good shepherd. The the and it's right. seven miracles or signs. Mm -hmm. So right away, you have a, a little, uh, little outline in your mind when you study the book of the Gospel mm -hmm. of John. We'll get to this when we get to the numbers. Same way with the book of Revelation. Seven churches, seven judgments, seven woes, seven vials, seven. So we see this are just easier ways to remember, to explain, but also to appreciate the beauty of God's design in the scripture. Yes, and you know, I'd like to read a couple other appearances of the number four that, that are yeah. meaningful, or at least were meaningful to me. Uh, one of the top ten most frequently mentioned women in the Bible is Eve, but she's only referenced four times. Right. In Genesis 3, 4, uh, 2 Corinthians 11, 1 Timothy. And then in Psalm 107 is the only section or chapter in God's Word that contains the exact same phrase four times. Apostle Paul was a man familiar. Well, let's stop there, David, okay. on the psalm. Sure. Uh, two things I want to talk about. Yeah. On Eve, why that's so much related to the earth right. is animals say... She, I call her Eve because she's going to be the mother of all living, all living on the earth. In other words, okay. from her would yeah. come all. Uh -huh. But when you turn to Psalm 107, which you just referenced, mm -hmm. this is like you say, the only time a verse is repeated four times in a passage in the scripture. And if you look at that verse, verse 8, what's he saying there? Okay, one second. This is actually man's purpose on earth, believe it or not. But it's repeated four sure. times, which is that. Um, no. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for uh, for mankind. Notice that. Yes. That's man's first. Now, go to the next one. Look at verse 15. Four, oh, 15. Mm -hmm. um, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for okay. mankind. Yeah. Verse 21. Yep. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. And now verse 31. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds. Four times yes. God is speaking yeah, to right. men on earth mm -hmm. that we should be giving thanks to God for what he's doing for us on this earth. Yeah. You see, the, it, there's a beautiful pattern there, there is. a symmetry, if yeah. you will. And now you'll never probably forget that. Yeah. Well, Psalm 107 is unique right. of all other scriptures. Yeah. So, it, you, know, you know, I guess the, the thing that just hit me is it's almost like God is trying to make it simple stupid for us to have a relationship with him and understand how to have that relationship exactly right you know that this is the interesting thing about scripture david it's somebody's compared it to the ocean the ocean a little child can go and just play on the edge you know when you take your children when they're little to the ocean shore others when they get a little bit old they can paddle in and, and, right. and splash around others start swimming out from shore bit then the older ones might put on a scuba might mm -hmm. a mask and a snorkel and go out and but the older ones might get certified and they actually start scuba diving. Yeah. But others are going to go out on a boat and do some deep sea. There's no limit. My little daughter, Mary, came to Christ at about age five or six, and she could understand basic Bible pre precepts and principles at a very young age. But yet, you could study this thing 50, 60 years. You could go to deeper depths. But the key here, David, is it fits everybody wherever they're at, but nobody can plumb the depths of the scripture. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So some compare it to an ocean without a bottom. Oh, How wow. deep do yeah. you want to go into this? You see? And uh, and God is inviting. He says, that's why he says, search the scriptures, for they testify of me. 
Yes. Or um, right. If you want wisdom, this is the difference. Here's the thing, David. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanda, we are mm-hmm. living in an informational yes. age, Absolutely. and we put high priority on knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge is okay, but knowledge is not wisdom. We are mm-hmm. very intelligent people, Absolutely. but in terms of man's uh, happiness and right. the issues of loneliness and mm-hmm. depression, and anxiety, that hasn't diminished with the increase of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Why? Because knowledge does not equal wisdom. That's true. Knowledge will teach you how to make a living, but it won't teach you how to live a life. Sure. Absolutely. Knowledge will get a man on the moon, but wisdom will put a man in heaven. Absolutely. So we, that's why it says yes. in, in Proverbs, get wisdom. Get knowledge wisdom. is very important. I mean, we all depend on you know, our education, etc. But get wisdom yeah. and impart wisdom. Right. That's really what we're trying to do at this station. If in a little way, if we can impart wisdom right. to each one of us as well as our listening audience, that mm-hmm. we can live that full life. Mm-hmm. We're coming to the end of the year. You know, we'll talk about this in New Year's, but yeah, we know, don't Jeff, know what 2019 is going to bring. You know, we don't. But you know, back to what you were saying, John. So I, I think from my perspective, uh, you know, having come to the Lord at a very old age, <laughs> uh, per se, you know, I, I think it's clear to me that, you know, I was only running maybe at a third of my speed. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and this vessel mm-hmm. that we all have, mm-hmm. it completes your vessel. Mm. And, and you're able to run at a thousand miles an hour. It, it's totally different. Now, granted, I still have, you know, all of my own issues. You know, all those aren't fixed, but it's just different now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all have issues. We're all sinners. And, uh, you know, that doesn't just go away. It's gonna, it's gonna stay with us. But I think the the bottom line is what this allows us to do. And even if you want to start and just study the numbers, mm-hmm. make sure you're down the right path, like John said. But then you'll see, you know, um, God's hand in the Bible, which then will bring you back to the Godhead, right. and which makes the understanding of the Bible so much more uh, easier. You yeah, know? yeah. I exactly. mean, it's just a great way. To, it's a great way to start. I mean, because I'm starting to collect the numbers. And where I can go to, to line them up, and, yeah. you know, connect the dots like I just did with the Ten Commandment and mm-hmm. that type of thing. It's really good. Yeah, you know, speaking of numbers, you know, what's the fourth book in the Bible? Yep, Numbers. Book of Numbers. Yeah. But you know, yeah. when, when you look at the peoples of the earth, if, like if you look in Genesis chapter ten, right, when they start the division of peoples in the earth, you'll see that in verse um, uh, chapter ten, verse five. Is division starts and you see uh, they were separated from the peoples into lands, language, families, and nations. Mm-hmm. And that's repeated again mm-hmm. in verse um, uh, 20. Mm-hmm. You see that's very similar. There, the sons of Ham, according to families, and now he, he separates the order, but the mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to families, mm-hmm. languages, lands, and nations. Yeah. Uh, same thing in verse 31. Yeah. So God's telling us th- there's these divisions. This is the first book of the Bible. What is interesting, when you turn to the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 5. Yeah, and I want to talk about Revelation. If, maybe, if you're Revelation 5. Yeah, look at Revelation chapter 5, yeah. verse 9. Now, when okay. he, you have it, Wanda? Yes. Okay, if okay. you'd read it. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Uh, Revelation 5, verse 9. And they sung a new song, saying... Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. 
See that? Mm-hmm. You saw the four in Genesis, mm-hmm. and now the four in heaven that he's wow. redeemed. Wow, that use of four right. of people groups, as it were. Yes. You see the same yeah. thing in uh, chapter 7, verse 9 of Revelation. Okay. Um, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, all of, na- of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. There it is. Yeah. Four, yeah. four, four. The imprint of four yeah. when it does about the peoples of the earth. Yeah. Right. But they're united together in worship. You see, that's mm-hmm. why when Jesus uh, comes, de- death, burial, resurrection, it's stressed in the book of Colossians, Galatians. Mm-hmm. Now there's neither free yeah. nor slave. There's mm-hmm. neither Greek mm-hmm. nor Jew. There's neither Scythian nor uh, pagan. He, he, all ground is level at the foot of the cross. Yeah. And the more the the church of God can display this, you know, yes. that, uh, an experience I had when I lived in Thailand. Matter of fact, where I'll be in next month, mm-hmm. we, we worked with a church uh, right on the Thai Myanmar border. It used to be mm-hmm. Burma. Mm-hmm. But we had Thai believers, Chinese believers, Karen believers, tribal group. We had American, we were missionaries. We had another couple uh, was Australian, and we had, uh, there was one more people group there, Lisu tribal, I forget. It took us five minutes to get everybody on the same page when we we're going to sing a hymn. But it was really a beautiful thing right. because we yeah. were singing the same hymn, mm-hmm. Amazing Grace, in different languages. Wow. And I used to look at that little group up there, and I thought, this is like the body of Christ. Yes. We have so many things that make us different, but we have the singular thing that makes us one. Yes. And I always told them, I says, look, if we have the same Father, that means by definition we're brothers and sisters Absolutely. in Christ. And this is something we as the church have to learn yeah. Yeah. because we're supposed to be displaying this to the world. Yeah. Yeah. You, have, you have family. Yes. The, the three organization of, uh, communal organizations is family, church, and the wider society or what we yeah. call the wider community. Yeah. Well, the, the family can be Christ-centered. The church can, hopefully is Christ-centered. Yeah. By doing that, we can infect and, and influence a fallen yeah. world around us. Yeah. But we, we have to be Christocentric right. in that. Yes, David. Yeah, but as a Christian, it doesn't matter if you're Baptist, it doesn't matter if you're Presbyterian, Roman Catholic, as long as we're, as you said, focused on Christ, centered on Christ, th- th- then we're all, we're all one. The key is yeah. you have to be in the family of God. Yes. A lot of people today have confusion. They think we're all children of God. Well, in a sense, God created man right. uh, in his image. But through the fall, that image... Uh, which was once conformed, okay, has been disformed, okay, has, has been malformed through sin. We still bear some of the image of God in us, mm-hmm. even as fallen creatures, but it's through Jesus Christ we can be transformed yes. again to the image of Christ. Yeah. So not all people are children of God, but by creation, we're creation in the image of God. Yes. That's, that's, yeah. that's sin has deformed us, Christ has transformed us. That's why the Bible will say clearly, he that hath the Son has life. Mm-hmm. He that does not have the Son does not have life, but the wrath of God mm-hmm. is still on that person, the yeah. wages of sin. Yeah. So it's a good point. Yeah. And that's why we encourage people, even our listenership, maybe as this year is coming to a close, you think, well, I'm not real sure what they're talking about or yeah. where I stand with God this morning. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not, it's not difficult. I mean, it's not difficult in one sense. Mm -hmm. If you really want to believe on Jesus Christ, the Bible says, to as many as received him, to them he gave the privilege or the power to become a child of God. John chapter 1. And I always compare it to marriage. 
you know, a guy goes into church on a given Saturday, and after about a half hour, you know, commitment there, he walks out a different person, you know, he's for the rest of his life, and hopefully yeah. a happy life. <clears throat> But he's committed himself to that other person, right. and hopefully he's going to change to the better because of that commitment. So, too, when we commit to Jesus Christ, and we're, we made a commitment. That's an event. The rest of it is our life in Christ or our sanctification. Our life is changed mm -hmm. for the better. Yeah. So if you equate that with marriage, which the Bible does. And in the ups and downs in marriage, yeah. it's very similar to your Christian walk. Well, the Absolutely. big thing in marriage is Jesus says, I'll never leave you yes. nor forsake you. Right. That's a very important. The other thing is he's helping us. Even when we're not right, right where we're at, he's sure. not going to abandon us. He's right. not. He, he's he's, and he's the good shepherd. Yeah. He's our he's our he's the bridegroom. Yeah, you know he's he's, he's and, everything. And, there, and there's the three again, mm. right? It, it's a three stranded yeah. rope, which is a lot stronger than a two stranded rope. But what I'm saying is, is that you know, like marriage, as a Christian, you will have some ups and downs because the enemy's trying right. to knock you off the path. So so that's why you need to be connected. And, yeah. uh, and and that's the important thing. You know, again, as I brought up in the last show, I've been going around to some of these churches and they're saying, mm -hmm. you know, are you depressed? We know you're depressed. Oh. You know, mm -hmm. come and join us. Don't mm -hmm. be alone. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I would rather push the other news, too, oh. that this is why we're joyful. And, yeah, come in yes. to experience that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because everybody needs somebody else. Well, yeah, we're called into community, yes. and and the thing about Christianity, it's not a Lone Ranger no. event right. where some religions are more isolated. You isolate, you meditate, you go right. off and whatever. But Christianity, He's put us in family. He's connected us with others, right? Because why? Because it says in the very beginning, it is not good for man to be alone. Right. And how much more so when you come to Christ? Mm -hmm. This is going to be a whole show we'll do in 2019 is the importance of being part of a church. Yeah. And when we'll yep. define church, you know, it's a committed community of believers that come together under pastoral care mm -hmm. and authority for the sake of, of, of worship, discipleship, strengthening one another, meeting the practical needs, and then taking that out yes. to the wider community that needs to both see and hear it and feel yes. it when we meet yes. physical needs as well as spiritual needs. Yes. If that breaks down, if, and we're moving into a culture, a Christian culture, that doesn't think church is that important again, mm -hmm. my suggestion is study what's going on in Western Europe today. Yeah. France, yes. yeah. Spain, mm -hmm. Great Britain of all places, yeah. which used to be the sending missionary country in the world in the 18th. Look what's happening there. Churches are closing. People don't think it's important. They're becoming condos. They're becoming uh, bars or lounges yeah. or mosques or whatever, whatever. Uh, we have to rediscover this. That'll be a whole program when we get into that. Okay, that, that sounds great. So, again, on number four, David, there's so many yeah. uh, things that we're seeing here in the number four. But this people more. group, good, yeah. David. Yeah, l l let's look at Apostle Paul. Uh -huh. He was a man uh, very familiar with four major first century cultures. He was a Roman citizen. Mm -hmm. He was a Jew who spoke Greek as well as Hebrew, and he was a Christian. In the Garden of Eden, uh, a river which parted into four headwaters of four of the rivers, they were Pison, Gihon, Hittichel, and Euphrates. And then the, the one that uh, I like, too, is after Jesus was nailed and hung on the cross, Roman soldiers divided up his clothes into four parts, one for each soldier. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, again, the number four, how it applies to earth. Right. We were in Revelation chapter 5, mm -hmm. and if you look, when they're in the heavenlies, in, in uh, chapter 5, verse 11, this is the, the round the throne and everybody's singing. But look in verse 12. Okay. 
uh, when they how many blessings are they given there to, to, to in their worship? Revelation uh -huh. five verse uh -huh. twelve, saying with a loud voice, "Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory Seven. and blessing." Seven right there, okay? Yeah. Now, look what uh, look what it says. Every creature was in heaven on earth and under the earth. Such are in the sea and them that are in. I heard saying what? Blessing and honor. Glory and, glory and power. power. Four. Mm -hmm. yeah. In the heavenlies, it's seven, seven. blessed death. On the earth, it's four. four. It's very consistent. You see this, this idea of four, how it's hooked to the earth. Yeah. Four corners of the earth, four winds. When Daniel gave his famous prophecy of the four major kingdoms at that time, Remember, you had Babylon, you had the Medes and the Persian, you had uh, Greek, and then Roman. You know, he mm -hmm. sees this great beast. Uh, again, four, four right. dominant. Even yeah. in the 14th verse, we say, and the four beasts said. Yeah, yeah, good. Amen. Yeah, and yeah. the four and 20 elders yeah, fell yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get into that one with the 12 versus 12. You know, you got the 12 yeah. times 2 mm -hmm. witness, so you have 24. We're going to see how that works out in the book of Revelation. Well, yeah. when, I don't know when we're going to get to number 12. We're just, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to hear. cruise it along here. Well, um, it, and then, Jen, I wanted you to talk about this because this is another one I wrote down. Uh, the shape of the new Jerusalem is of a square with the entire side equal, and the high priest's breastplate was also a four square. There was the total of four rows with three stones in each row where the names of the 12 tribes of Israel were inscribed. Okay, so now you so get So it kind of goes complete, right? The it goes to, let me, let's yeah. turn there. You bring up a very good, important point here, David. When when the heavenly Jerusalem, we won't get totally, in, when you just scratch the surface on this, but when it comes down, what are the dimensions uh, when it comes down? Uh, you know, the heavenly Jerusalem is coming down, and we're going to see that it's actually... When it comes down, the heaven of J Jerusalem comes down. Let's look at verse uh, 21. Of? Uh, Book of Revelation. Chapter. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 21. Chapter 21. Uh, uh, of Book of Revelation. Uh -huh. And look at how it's made. and It describes it in high detail, but look at verse 16 okay. and 17. And the city lieth four square, and the length as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, and 140 and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is of the angel. Okay, so what you're getting this thing, what, it, what it's built on is a cube. Mm -hmm. Now, why is this important? And we don't have quite the time this morning to get into it. Yeah. But when the the, temp, the tabernacle was built in the Old Testament, the most sacred place was called the Holy of Holies. Mm -hmm. It was the room of the Holy of Holies. Well, yeah. if you study the dimensions of that, it's a cube. Yeah. Mm. Okay? Now, if you move into the temple, when they finally get to Israel, Jerusalem and that, and you study it, uh, it's a cube. Okay, the Holy of Holies, where God presides, was a cube. Now, remember what we said before. God... The number that often assigned to God is three. Mm -hmm. The number often assigned uh, to man, we're going to get into this mm -hmm. in two weeks with the number six. Yeah. Man's mm -hmm. created on the sixth day to six. So if you take, if, if you if you cube it, okay, mm -hmm. you know, you've got a perfect square. you got uh, six sides. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and it's a perfect, mm -hmm. it's a perfect cube. Now, who was the perfect man? 
Christ. Christ. Mm -hmm. What made the Holy of Holies so wonderful back there is God dwelt in there. Right. What made the temple, and it was a cubic size, God dwelt in there. If man came to dwell with man, he would be perfect, six-sided, but it would be a cube, if you will. He'd be God, come manifested in the flesh. But mm -hmm. the key there is, mm -hmm. is when you he came and he died, so he was cut. If you take, uh, I do this sometimes in my illustrations, if you take a piece of cardboard and fold it up into a cube and you open it up, you know what you have a diagram of? A cross. Is that right? That's right. You oh, have wow. the six sides. You have the one up here, the foot, and it opens up into a what cross. I'll show it sometime. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I, I, we will do this. Yeah. We're, we, we're going to develop a whole program of what I call uh, tabletop evangelism. Okay. That's where we show the gospel mm -hmm. on a penny, yeah. discipleship on a pencil. We use little figurines, little yeah. stuff. Yeah. My theology isn't that deep, folks. <laughs> you're not going to get a, a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> and then on that time, we'll have our listeners who have Facebook. We'll drive them to Facebook so that they can see it yeah. via Facebook Live. Oh. As yeah. many yeah. of our listeners are watching us now. Yeah, that's live. a good point. Yes. Okay, we'll do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. We're going to start using more object Absolutely. lessons. Yeah. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Visual, Visual radio. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Visual, Visual radio. virtual radio. Yeah. <laughs> so, everybody, again, our number here is 440-399-3044. And um, if you're live streaming, it's uh, www.nzn.org. And so here it is, the 1st of December. We're looking at numbers. Yeah. We only have, uh, what do we have, 30 days now left in, in December right. into a brand new year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think now is a good time. As we move towards Christmas, of course, we're going to do one program and just... Mm -hmm. The whole story of Christmas in prophecy, okay. how really when you look at it, it was so anticipated, it was so much expected in terms of the prophetic and the predictive quality of the Old Testament. Okay. We kept moving towards that time when God would actually visit this planet. Um, but as we look at before, David, we've, we've touched on a lot of things today, which is going to set up next week, right. uh, which will be five, and then I think we'll get into six. But the important thing with five, of course, is... Um, it's often about uh, grace. We're going to mm -hmm. see that. It, you know, the, the idea that um, when you see five, when you think of Jesus, when he fed the hungry, you remember yeah. what he had? He had yeah, two fish, but he had five loaves. Right? And then he, and he had them sit into, down and fed 5,000 5, multiple right. of five. Right. And, and, and Jesus will actually have five wounds mm. on his body, mm -hmm. each in his hands, his two feet, and then the side wound. Yes, David. It, and then, you know, again, you go back to the number four, and you just mentioned some of the miracles. So the four witnesses of God on earth are miracles, wonders, signs, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you and, might want to read that. Though. Yeah, so in, in Hebrews 2, 1, 4, it's a warning for us to pay attention. Uh, we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, meaning mm -hmm. the word, mm -hmm. so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? Yeah. Well, this, let's look ahead. at that scripture. Yeah. Okay, take that apart just a go little ahead. bit. Sure. Okay. That's you have it. I have it. Okay. Which one? Do you, where do you want me to start? Which one, David? Where are you? Um, I'm at Hebrews two one to four. You want so, to read all four? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Hebrews two for, uh, verse one. Therefore, we ought to give the most earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Verse two. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, 
and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Verse 3, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? In verse 4, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Okay, so there you see those four witnesses yep. God gave in mm -hmm. verse 4. Thank you, Wanda. Yeah. Uh, uh, one, signs, mm -hmm. two, wonders, three, various miracles, and four, gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that's from the very beginning right. when he delivers, yeah. you know, the Israelites out of slavery, the blood of the Lamb, then they go through the Red Sea, mm -hmm. he guides them through the will, and time and again, of course, when Jesus comes, you see miracles mm -hmm. and signs on yeah. full display. Right. It just, and there's, yeah. that's why it says, and this is so important, where it says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation. It just doesn't say a salvation. It says so great. That's yeah. three. Yeah. So great a salvation. Mm. And how, why do most men miss it through yeah. neglect? <laughs> it's not that they willfully don't want to mm -hmm. know God or serve God or turn their back on God. It's like manana. Yeah. I'll think about this tomorrow. I'll think mm. about this neglect. I mean, really... Why do we go to a dentist? We, we only go when our tooth hurts a little bit, right? We neglect to do it. Why does our car get a flat tire? It's not a yeah. blot. It's a slow leak. Why does anything happen? Mm -hmm. it's, it's through neglect. Unless we maintain it and diligently apply, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? That's a powerful oh, wow. verse. Yeah. So great a salvation. Yes. God yeah. wants to give everybody. The Bible says God's not willing yes. that any should perish. Maybe you're listening this morning, maybe on the radio, maybe through social mm -hmm. media, yeah. and maybe you, you're not real sure about what we're saying here this morning, but realize that God has offered you, has offered us a not just salvation, but so yes. great a salvation. Yes. Peace, freedom from guilt, forgiveness yes. of sins, indwelling of the Holy Spirit, access to understand the Word of God, yes. building us a home in heaven. Yes. A connection family, to connection, the supernatural. community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can go there. on and on and on. Oh, boy. But if we neglect that and we have to push ourselves past God's word, mm -hmm. his miracles, his wonders, his testimony, the person of yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, why do we celebrate, of all the people that ever lived on this planet, why do we celebrate this man's birthday? No kidding. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I go to Bangkok and they got Christmas decorations <laughs> up. They don't understand what it's about. <laughs> but I mean, why? Why? Yeah. He's a 33-year-old itinerant carpenter preacher on the backside of the Roman Empire in a little place called Palestine. Why would we celebrate 2,000 years later his birthday? Yeah. And why is it that for everybody's birthday, you if it's your birthday, David, you get a gift. People give you, Wanda, if it's your birthday, people give you gifts. Why is it on this man's birthday we give each other gifts? Yep. Because God so loved the world that he gave. gave. Right. Why is giving, I don't care how commercial it gets and consumer and all this other stuff, why is it about giving and why is it about families coming together? Yeah. Yeah. It's about love. Yeah, that's right. I don't mm, care how distorted power. and corrupted it uh -huh. gets. At the heart of it, something happened. We date our calendar. We're going into 2019 yeah. in a couple yeah. days yeah. here. It's all based on... 2019 yeah. years from what? Yes. His birthday. Absolutely. My birthday, your birthday is based on his <laughs> birthday. And it all started with the demarcation of time. There it is. With the creation of the world and how we put it all together. The and that's, universe. again, yep. that that comes that number four. Right. Uh, where we have uh, three times four, where you get your 12 months, you know, it, mm -hmm. the whole, 
the whole constellation, everything is divided up into this principle yeah. of quadrants and fours. And we see it all the way through. You yeah, see Jan, you know, I, I think it's very intimidating when you first look to read the Bible, uh, you know, front to back. Because I remember when I started reading it, and, and you weren't here when I first met you, I thought, what on earth is this Swahili I'm reading? Right, sure. But the beauty is, it, with the complexity, God builds in the simplicity with the numbers. And so he does help us understand it, and he also helps us assimilate it by keeping these patterns together right. so we remember how it all flows. Right. And, and that's really what people ask, well, why do you keep doing numbers? That's really the importance of it. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: we could spend a whole show on nothing but clothing in the Bible. Yeah, well, and sure. you can. Do, right. There's high theology in looking at how why did Adam and Eve cover themselves with fig leaves? Why did God cover them with an animal skin? Why is this? Why is our law good deeds as filthy rags? Why is it every time Jesus restores somebody like the prodigal or the demoniac, yeah. they get new clothes? Why is it when we're in heaven, it says we have white robes washed in the blood of the Lamb? Whether it's numbers or clothing or the tabernacle or the covenants, whatever, it makes it easier for people to understand. Yes. And when, like I said, when we get to the number seven, and when you see, oh, mm -hmm. there's seven major miracles in the Gospel of John, there's seven I am statements in the Gospel of John, you start studying these patterns. Revelation, seven churches, mm -hmm. yeah. seven woes, seven judgments, seven angels. All of a sudden, you're building a framework. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Therefore, people can't say, well, I, don't, I can't understand the Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's about. Well, quite honestly, God has given... Pastors, teachers, evangelists, built on the foundation of Christ Jesus, the prophets, and the apostles. We, we, at Jesus' lifetime, he said again and again, have you not read? Yeah. He was saying that to a group of people that mm -hmm. should have read. Absolutely. We, we, we are highly resourced people Absolutely. in America in many ways, but especially spiritually. We have access. You turn on radios, you turn on TV, you turn, you, we have access to good churches, good yeah. And, and John, I mean, the whole reason uh, we're trying to, you know, give these tools out uh, mm -hmm. is we're following one of the key commandments, mm -hmm. Matthew 28, when Jesus is risen mm -hmm. and he sets up the Great Commission where he goes out and he says to the disciples, all heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Yeah. And surely I, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Yeah. I love that verse. And, and these tools that we're giving uh, out, it will allow you to help somebody else. And that's what this is all about. Yeah, Absolutely. right. You're welcome. And even in addition to that, David, for those yeah. who maybe heard something and didn't quite get it, <clears throat> that's one of the reasons why I do the Facebook Lives. Mm. So these are stored, and all you have to do is go back onto my page and click it, and you can re-listen wow. to the entire show, mm. get your Bible, get your dictionary, and go piece by piece, and you can stop and replay and stop and replay and fast forward, and it's a tool that's wonderful. for mm. study yeah. so that you can mm -hmm. understand the Scripture. Yeah. So Thanks the people, the yeah. listeners go where again? Could you repeat that? That was very important. Yes. Anybody can go to my Facebook page. I, I go Facebook Live every Saturday because we walk through the word with such simplicity. And there, like I was saying, on my Facebook page, Wanda D. Ewan, uh, Facebook.com, uh, Wanda D. Ewan, just find me, friend me, and you can, you can look, you can get every show. They stay there. They're archived. Uh -huh. And the purpose for me... Uh, doing the Facebook Live is because the Word of God is given and it is, it is expounded with such simplicity that you can use these 
as tools to study. Okay. If something happens that you don't understand, and then you can always reach out to us if you have a question. We're right here. But these are tools. If you're up late and you want to get into God's Word and you have a question, you can go and you can hit rewind and fast forward. And this is a tool where you can use to grow. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. thank you for doing yeah, that. Thanks for doing thank you for doing that. that. You don't much. think about that, but you think like yeah. week after week after Absolutely. week. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you. That's really <laughs> great. But, you know, again, David, if somebody mm -hmm. says, why do you guys study numbers or talk about numbers? Yeah. Just a little thing like this. Consider the Ten Commandments. The reason things are often given in five or in ten mm -hmm. is because man had five fingers. You know, even in Islam, you have the five pillars of Islam. In Buddhism, you have these mm -hmm. noble truths. It's easier for man to understand and remember if things are broke down. You. But look at this. Man's relationship to God. Man is on earth. What's mm -hmm. his relationship to God? It's the first four commandments. Mm -hmm. out of the, yep. Okay. But what's the next six commandments is man's relationship to man. Yes. Thou honor thy parents, thou shalt not kill. Uh -huh. So when you just understand four there, we're going to see the same thing when it comes to the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. You understand the patterning, it's yeah. easier and easier to understand the Scripture itself. Right. They're just Absolutely. little things to kind of hang your, your remembrance and your memory on. Yeah, and again, as I told you, I have a whole index file with these numbers. And I until we started getting into this, I didn't realize how much easier it is for me now to connect up different things in the Bible from the Old to the New Testament. Sure. It's really a nice bridge. It well, really is. I, yeah. um, we're drawn to a close here. And I just want to, again, thank everybody for tuning in this morning. This is 89.1 FM radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. And... Uh, you know, I just thank God for this radio station, David. You know, we're able to come here and discuss God's Word and hopefully in the process help mm -hmm. people to understand. We're all learning. We're all in process. Oh, so we're all learning. learning. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's a great opportunity. And so next week we're going to move, as we move towards Christmas, we're going to do, like I said, uh, prophecy in Christmas. We're going to see all the prophecies that relate to Christmas. Then we're going to do something about the coming new year of how we got to make an intentional decision are, are we going to be better people if we're sitting in this room or wherever you're at next year at this time than we are today? Yes. And that's about transformation, that God yeah. wants to take our faith, you know, from mm -hmm. 30 to 60, 100 fold in our growth process. And so really, that is the goal is Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, which says, now grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, you know, ex exactly right, John. I, I think, again, you know, the, the key for me has been that as fast as these weeks click by, right? and, you know, it just seemed like we were here last Saturday, and if you are in your life and just going about your life, right. at the end of the day, you're not going to be looking for what you accomplished physically. Mm -hmm. You're going to be looking for your Savior. And, you know, um, for me, that was the transformational moment yes. where I realized that this stuff is is going to lead me now. It's not going to be secondary. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, when I start to think about coming onto the show and doing some of this disciple stuff, mm -hmm. I really get excited about it. Yeah, it's really great. transformational it's once you get into absolutely. it. Yeah. yeah, It transforms the very lives of God's people. Even those, not aside from the unbeliever, those who are, those of us who are believers, there there are levels of revelation that are given through this show that I've been in Christianity all of my entire life, but there over these few years that we've been together, as I've said to you two many 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 times, there's a level of revelation that's infinite. 
because the Holy Spirit, there's no bottom right, to, to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he continues to give fresh mm -hmm. revelation. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good that's point. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to close uh -huh. the show. Oh, sure is. Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in this morning. Uh, if you have time, pray for the show and pray for 89.1 FM radio. Uh, you know, I just think back to that. It was just a couple of Saturdays ago at the Pace Banquet, and that yeah. was great. That was something and, else. And uh, I think maybe another one, you know, down in the mm -hmm. 2019. Yes. It was a great turnout. Absolutely. So thanks again, Wanda. Yeah. Thanks, Wanda. And David, thanks Good for be being here. here. Yeah, and thanks. God bless all of you. Please tune in next week, and we'll just, uh, we have some special guests uh, scheduled coming in the near future, and we're just going to keep getting into God's Word. And, yeah. Uh, Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word uttered by yes. the mouth of God. Very few of us would ever miss a meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, That's right. You know, like a good friend of mine said, seven days without food makes one weak. And uh, you don't want to be spiritually weak without That's the right. word of God. Absolutely. Okay. Have a good weekend. God bless you. Have a good week, everyone.